Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are made. Lend us thoughts our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the 
cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called out to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
we ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic message more fully confirmed. You will do well to be attentive to this as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by human will, but men and women moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God, the word of the Lord. Jesus himself alone. 
As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. For some reason, my microphone is stuck in the on position. I'm not sure what that means, but you have to listen to me every breath, apparently, until this is over. So in our readings today, we have two dramatic, even cinematic visions. For the Israelites saw the glory of God like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain. And their leader, Moses, was in there. That was a scene they're not likely to forget. And then we hear from Matthew that Jesus took some of his friends and went up a mountain, and they saw Jesus transfigured. Matthew says, His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. So they too, like the Israelites, saw and heard things presumably they would never forget. They saw Moses and Elijah, the great prophets of the faith, and they heard God's voice. They heard God's voice say, This is my Son, the Beloved, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Even Peter in his writing, when he quotes it, forgets about the listen to him part. Listen to him. So today's story of the Transfiguration comes at the end of the season after the Epiphany. That whole season when God reveals God's self in Jesus. Let's walk back. We see it first when Jesus is an infant and is revealed on that holy night to the shepherds at Christmas. And then he's revealed to the wise men, those travelers from the east, who followed the star to the baby Jesus, and when they saw him, they recognized him. They saw that he was the king, sent by God. And then, when Mary and Joseph took the baby to the temple, Simeon and Anna saw who he was. Those beautiful words from Simeon, Mine eyes have seen the Savior for all the world to see. And then a couple of weeks later, 30-some years in real time, when John the Baptist baptizes Jesus in the Jordan River, God's voice is heard. This is my son, the beloved. As a dove descends, making it very clear to whom God is speaking. So today's story is the bookend to this season of revelation, of light shining brightly in front of us so we can see very clearly who Jesus is.
the Son of God, the very incarnation of God, fully human, fully divine, not an idea or simply a good person or a moral exemplar, but actually the reality of a God who loves us so much he comes to live and die like us. And that to save us from death, to draw all things, all of us, back to him in eternal love. Listen to him, we hear today. I have two little books in my library that I love. One is called God With Us. And it is readings for Advent and Christmas and Epiphany. That story of God coming to us in the baby Jesus and living here with us. God with us. The second book is called God for us. And this is the one I will pull off the shelf this week because it is the story of Lent and Holy Week and Easter. So we have God with us and God for us. Today's story, the story of the Transfiguration, is actually the little hinge right between these books or these ideas. Today, God reminds us again who Jesus is. This is my son. Listen to him. The way the story is told is a dramatic vision echoing that same one from Exodus. And it's an important reminder, it's an important reminder to all of us, because we tend to domesticate the almighty and powerful God. You know, here in Concord, we like to think he was probably a transcendentalist. We like that Jesus speak in mild. Maybe he was a Buddhist. We think all of those things. Because we're human and we're seeking ways to connect. But today, today on that mountain, God speaks directly to remind us that he is the power. And that Jesus is the one to listen to. In our quiet times of prayer and despair, and in the noisy times, our world as the psalmist pointed out, all of those leaders are world noisy. The good news in all of this is that God is in charge. God is in charge. This is my son. Listen to him. What we hear today is that what looks like the victory of human power in our world and in our lives and what will look like weakness and death on the cross in a few weeks is actually this same power of light and love, refining fire and mystery that we see today on the tops of those two mountains. Make no mistake, God tells us, Jesus is the one. Listen to him. He is with you and for you. Do not lose heart.
transfiguration. Like the Israelites who saw Moses enter the cloud of fire, like Peter and James and John who saw Jesus transfigured in that heavenly light. Don't forget those visions. Picture them in your own mind. Even in the face of life's darkness and of death and of despair, today's vision is given to us as a gift. The last gift of epiphany. The gift of light to carry with us as we head into Lent. At the end of the reading, we're told Jesus and his friends descend the mountain. And we know, if you read ahead, that this is when he turns his face toward Jerusalem. He begins his journey for us, and we walk with him toward the cross. God with us. God for us. Listen to him. Listen to him in this season of Lent and walk in hope. For God showed us on that mountaintop that Jesus is the all-powerful one. Lit from within, always with God's favor and God's love, which is with us and for us. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Church. That we all may 
Compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. We pray for those who have died, especially Caroline Kingsmore, Ricky Rand, Jack Lanford, Father Sally Myers. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church, and give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit we live and reign now and forever. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Your friends, the peace of the Lord shall be with you. 
Sandy just gave me, um, gave me something to say here. Um, there's a car with a gull wing door that's open on Elm Street. So if that's yours, you may want to go outside and close your car door. Maybe it was important now. Um, a couple of things. A huge, huge thank you to Debbie and Larry Scarf and for their friends who came from the Mariendo board today. Forum was fascinating and a wonderful way for us to see the work of our ministry partner in Rwanda. So thank you all for that. Um, today's Sunday school classes are working on learning about Mariendo School, and there is a mic jar, not a box this year, it's a jar, um, for each family who has kids in our children or youth programs. And they're at the back and they're labeled with the name. So there's one per family. So check to see if there's one there for you. There's not one there for you. You don't have kids, but you really want to do this anyway. There are materials where you can make your own jar and those, are, I believe, are also at the back. If not, see Debbie at, um, at Coffee Hour and she can make sure that you have it. But this was just a wonderful, wonderful reminder of the incredible work of teaching girls in Rwanda and the, uh, the, the world leaders that are coming out of that. It was an incredibly inspiring, inspiring presentation. So please do learn more, and you'll learn more if you participate in the Lent Jar project. Today, right after this, at coffee hour, we're going to burn the palms um, for Ash Wednesday. I'll do that. Somebody was really nervous. I'm not doing it inside. I'll do it out on the patio. Um, so if you brought your palms, that's great. If you haven't, that's fine. There's plenty. There's plenty. Uh, so come outside if you want to help, uh, if you want to help with the fire. Let's see. Ash Wednesday begins on Wednesday. We'll have services at 7 a.m. at noon and at 7 p.m. all in the chapel of the Ash, traditional Ash Wednesday liturgy with imposition of ashes. So the 7 a.m. one is deliberate. You can bring your kids before school. You can come before work. Um, it's a great way to start the day on Ash Wednesday. So please do come. Um, next Sunday at 5 o'clock, we will have service of choral evensong, so we're going to counter that. And on the topic of music, I want to say a huge thank you to my dear friend Brian Jones for being here today, leading our choir and playing the organ. There's lots more. It's in your bulletin. And um, please do join us on Hush Wednesday um, as we begin this journey to the cross with Jesus as he is for us. You're visiting, we're special glad you're here. Trinity folks, please extend a warm hand and welcome to all those seated around you, for that's how we get to know one another in this beloved community. And always remember that here, at God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, so please do come and be Let us walk in love as Christ loves us and gives himself as an offering and sacrifice each day.
Christ did a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Because of the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts. Give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, to forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us 
Life is short. We do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who journey with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. Now let us go in peace to love.